Here's a stock market crash study, an overview of the Dow Jones Industrial Average over the past 100 years. The markets are showing panic mode due to the novel coronavirus. And the developing lockdown that continues to hit a ton of industries across the U.S. and internationally. So things are uncertain. And obviously, I cannot stress enough about the importance of staying home and practicing social distancing so that we can flatten the curve so that we can help more people and less people die. But unfortunately, we are not sure that everybody is doing it. Actually, here, I would love to hear from you. Are you guys practicing social distancing? I would love to hear from you about what you're doing right now, how you're practicing, and then how it is impacting your life and your work. Head over to the comment section and let me know. Now, we still don't know how long this is going to last. And uh, there's rumor that it could even last up to a year. But Fortunately for the stock market, we do have a roadmap of how things could turn out regardless of how COVID-19 is going to behave and how our lives are going to be impacted. So that's why I'm going to take a look at 100 years of the Dow Jones Industrial Average and all of the majority of the stock market crashes so that we see what has happened before and unless this is the apocalypse that is going to end all humanity. I have a feeling that history is going to repeat itself. My name is Kiana Danielle. I'm the founder of the Investiva movement, a tribe of women and moms who want to create a better life for not only themselves, but their kids and children as well. We don't rely on our husbands, the government, or money managers or banks to take care of our financial future. In fact, we do the exact opposite. We take control and we go against the boys of Wall Street because our financial independence is bigger than just us, is for our kids and their children to come. Now, if you're new here, don't forget to check out the link in the description area uh, to go to the masterclass where I teach you how to take control of your financial future and make your money work for you, even if you're not a math whiz. Now, I publish videos every single day on this new YouTube channel, so don't forget to hit on that subscribe button so that you don't miss out on my next update. Now let's go and take a look at 100 years of the stock market price history to learn from history and see how we can prepare for this market crash. be actually quick. So the stock market of Dow Jones started in 1915 and then it started going, it started actually a little bit choppy, was consulting for a while, and then it hit all-time highs of $200. Oh my goodness, that is around 1928 and it gets even higher, 240 all-time high and it goes even higher, 320. Oh my god, things are crazy and then even it stops and it goes higher and higher to 380 i don't want to give it up can you guys imagine what happened yup we had a great crash which took the markets down to oh, below where it was before below where the markets even started which was at 53 dollars. and i was not alive at this time but I can only imagine what was going through people's minds 
This actually continued for a few years. So this happened in 2019 and continued. We had a little bit of bump over here. Continued for a good three years. And then from here, after it went even below the previous prices, it started to go back up. Now, the very important thing about this is that I don't want to just blindly follow history because obviously things were different here. Not as many people were investing. The only people investing were the people who were actually on Wall Street and people who were actually involved. There were no apps like Robinhood that anybody and their mom and their dad could just be investing like they are today. So that gives me a reason to believe that uh, things took so long. Um, but the recovery obviously was a little bit, it was, was still choppy. If someone had bought at this exact highest price uh, back in 1929 30, at 30, $377, it would have taken him, and I'm pretty sure that it was a him and not a she, it would have taken him a very long time to recover, but it did recover. Okay. But again, as I said, there are not, the liquidity was nowhere as close to what it is today. This is over a hundred years ago. Uh, but even still, if they were a long-term investor who bought at 377 and held it and even bought their way down throughout the next three years, they would have brought down their net position because there is no way anybody can um, find out the, um, the actual bottom. Okay. My daughter is calling me. Can you hear me? She's like, mommy. All right. Uh, <laughs> okay. Hold on one second. Okay. We are back. So, um, if they had bought their way down, there is no way anybody can obviously, uh, know exactly when it's going to bottom out. So, so the thing that I hope people did at the time was that they kind of managed their risk, the risk of missing out on a good price and the risk of, um, you know, selling and, and completely being at a loss. But it did took a while. So if somebody started buying even at the, as the markets recovered, they would have been in a, very, in a much better position later on in the next 10 years and the market continued to go up and reaching new all-time highs. 900, we were approaching 1,000. That was a very key level. It was a psychological, it was a round number, which is weird nowadays, a round number being a key psychological level. And then it slowed down and slowed down. We had a little bit of a, a snippet of what we had actually this time around in 2019. The markets were like choppy, choppy, choppy. And then the collapse of uh, the Bretton Woods system happened, but then it actually didn't end here. We went up, went on to 1981 and the markets continued to going uh, higher. So here was a consolidation period. People would have had a heart attack every time the markets dropped and then it would go higher and then it would drop again. And then eventually actually did go higher uh, to all time highs of the, of the time 1,300, 1,800, oh my God, 2,200, oh my God, 2,800, and then bam, we had the Black Monday right over here in 1987. Again, in this month, if people had panicked and sold everything at a loss, it would not have been in their best interest. 
Uh, it, this time around, it took a lot shorter for the markets to recover. And then from here, again, it started going up to new highs, 3,600, and on and on and on and on and on and on, right? Then we have 1996. We are now at 8,000 point, you guys. It's crazy. And then we have a crash, a mini crash over here, which was immediately recovered. Then we have 11,000. Then we have the dot-com bubble where the markets gradually dropped. This one was less of a panic attack because it gradually dropped and it gradually went back up. And then we got in 2008, the 2008 market crash is, the markets were going up again, people were like happy. Uh, since 2003 until 2007, a good four years of up markets, and then the markets crashed. Again, this is the only one that I remember because it's the first time that I actually started trading and investing, I got lucky and I made, I doubled my money uh, literally in August of 2008 until September. I went bearish, I shorted the dollar yen pair and the rest is history. That is how I got hooked. And this is the one that you probably, a lot of you guys remember. This one, how much did, how long did this one take to recover? Now this one is not, was not a pandemic. It didn't, so it was a subprime crisis. There was a mortgage crisis. A lot of people, it was, this one again was a developing story that more and more was redeveloping over and over again. It wasn't as quick as what we are uh, seeing right now. It was not a pandemic that hits and then perhaps goes away as we're seeing in China at the moment that is going away, right? And then it took it, so if anybody had bought exactly at this price right at the peak uh, back in 2008, it would have taken them a good four years to uh, get back to where they were before unless they had bought their way down and brought down their average, which means that they started making money a lot faster once the markets bottomed out. Now, the same thing is now happening right now. We had one of the longest bull runs in the history of the market. One of them, as you can see, this is not, I don't think this was the long, the longest one. And then 2019, it just only went to 20, uh, almost 30,000. And now we are here. As you can see, this is still not that bad compared to what happened in 2008. We have had two months of the market crash. And right now, because this is getting out of hand, people are literally on lockdown, you guys. Obviously, all of these are different fundamentally. Things that are, the industries that are taking the hit this time around are completely different than the ones that took a hit back in 2008. People are not going out. Business are going, businesses are going under. Like restaurants, hotels, airline industries, like, People cannot work from home. Uh, but on the bright side, I mean, there are a lot of industries who are um, booming as well, like toilet paper <laughs> companies. Uh, but one of the things that I do believe is that, and we are seeing from China, is that this is hitting fast and could go way fast. And people are already panicking that this is basically taking us to a recession. So basically what, are, what the markets are doing is that they're pricing in a recession already because they're panicking, because they're foreseeing what is happening. Uh, but if history, as we just said, is of any indication, I still have reason to believe that we still have more to go. 
uh, this time around based on the technical analysis that I've done on this, this is just a basic Fibonacci, but I've done uh, some research and every time that we have a market crash, it goes below uh, the previous key support level. So there is a good chance that we're gonna see this level but I'm not taking my risks personally. Personally, I am buying my way down. I have had always, uh, I, I was setting aside a fund for this doomsday to happen. We knew that market crash was gonna happen. We've been talking about it for over a year, but nobody can really time a market crash. So that's why I was being very careful while I was not completely stopping investing. And I did invest even at this time, and at this time I was still buying, but I was very, very, very careful to keep a, an emergency fund and a fund so that I can buy more stocks once the market's crash. So that's the reason why I am able to buy my way down. I only would recommend the strategy to people who have an emergency fund, who have other income, income streams, and I know that this is a very, very hard time, and a lot of people are laid off, and they don't even have the money to pay their bills. So you have to be cautious. I would recommend looking into other income streams. If, you had a, if you're laid off your job, there are, there's so much opportunity online right now, like being somebody's assistant, getting, getting into marketing, getting paid over royalties. These are the stuff that are in demand right now. You just have to look at the opportunities so that you can create an income stream so that you can, first of all, pay your bills and then get prepared to take advantage of this greatest hit in probably our lifetime. So that is basically my overview of the market crashes in the past 100 years and what I'm expecting to happen. I do believe that the recovery this time around is actually going to be faster than the previous times. So you have a little bit of a timeline to actually get in before the markets go back up. Definitely, definitely look into creating an income stream from home. I know it's tough. I know I know it's tough, but guess what? I'm on the same boat as you. Like, obviously, my sales are going down because not as many people are have the money to to buy. But guess what? I'm doing. I'm writing a new book. I'm looking at starting tomorrow. I'm looking into other opportunities. I'm looking into royalties. The internet is at your fingertips while you're isolating and while you're quarantining in your house. You have a ton of time to look at all the opportunities out there so they can thrive in these downtimes. Some of you might know that I'm a huge fan of Russell Brunson. He's taught me a ton and great deal about marketing. And I, this is the book that I definitely recommend that you guys go and read. I'm gonna uh, add a link to it in the description area and Expert Secrets, and he has a new book come out, uh, Traffic Secrets, where he teaches you how you can use your skills right now to make money online. So definitely, definitely look into these and then look into investing while the markets are down. That's literally the biggest sale of the stocks currently going on and you don't wanna miss out. So here are the steps you're gonna take. If you're, if you're laid off, find out an online opportunity and start making money online. You can do this. Everyone, anybody can do this. Number two, create an emergency emergency fund, and number three, start buying stocks. I'm also going to include a link to my Robinhood account if you don't have an account already so you can start investing over there. Again, if you have not yet watched my masterclass about how to take control of your financial future, definitely watch that. That's going to be the first link in the description area. Good luck, stay safe, don't go out, and I'll see you in my next video tomorrow.